It's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name of Super Black In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames 
Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate the name is super black. Uh imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chad, which they killed all the black panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no justice league. What's the need to be civil for? Propel like the juggernaut, it's clear, ain't no stopping this. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate the name is super black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate the name is super black. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Blurred's Eye View. You know who I am. I'm your man on the wall, Chris Fury. And I could not do this without the team. But before I bring them in, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, continue watching if it's your first time here. Thank you. Remember to hit that subscription button and that notification bell on YouTube. You can also catch us on Facebook, the Blues Blurs of YouTube page, as well as Blurs of you on Instagram. And there you will find all the links and all the great stuff that you have sitting there, past episodes and more. But before we go any further, let's start, let's bring the team in. Let's go on. Lady Mandalore is in the building. What's going on? Good evening. Like center is off here. I, I know. I'm, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm a little disheveled. Like things are. It's Tuesday. It's the weirdest things. If you it's can't tell, a little rushed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said photo finish. I, I'm taking a sister at her word. Quite. Quite. <laughs> you guys always make it shine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, without it, we got the cinematic assassin in the building. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm in the building like Big Luther and Big Oprah about to arm wrestle over the last ham pop. Let's get it. Sweet potato pie? Well, at this barbecue, is always somebody fighting over the last ham hot. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got the black Spartan in the building. <laughs> You know, he's going, you know that's going in the intro for the next season. It's just like, oh, was, oh my god, that was light work. Well, that wasn't even that wasn't he wasn't. I, even I, I, was, I, was, I was I was I was chuckling, but it wasn't it it wasn't the same. Will <laughs> I mean what what happened? I I'm usually I'm usually praying by the time this camera's on. Me. That wasn't even a, that wasn't even a short call to Jesus on that one. I mean, <laughs> sir, man, um, we got our faithful cousin in the building. Navy Montel from Blood Corn Speaks in the building. <laughs> With Yay! myself, no less. With my self-portrait. <laughs> nice. So we have our special guest in the building of 9B Collector. We have Phil, Phil Butte. Is it Butte or Butte? Butte. Butte. All right. <laughs> and I just want to make sure I got it right. Pretty much, listen, if it's not funny, you're not saying you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's making me think of Buckaroo Banzai. No, like, yeah, hey, hey, it's it's French. It's French. <laughs> don't make it uh, fancy. Don't make it not weird. It's definitely a weird last name. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have your partner in crime, Michael Yuande. Yo, What's going yes, on? And um, I'm going to say that intro slaps. I was about to have Thank a you. 
<laughs> Shout out to G Black and Villainous Beats for the weight music for Villainous Beats and the intro for G Black. So thank you to the family out there. They do they do us proud. They do us proud. I, I every everybody loves the intro. So <laughs> I told him, I said, did you think I was going to change it? <laughs> it's a stain. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, so unless you uh, there have been a couple drops today. Um, one of the first ones is they they did drop a little teaser for the new Peter Pan and Wendy uh, trailer. Um, mm. Let's take a quick look at it. Let's take a quick look at it. See how see how everybody vibes. <laughs> I vibe to it quite well. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm like I'm I'm here for all of it. So okay. <laughs> we shall see, young man. We shall see. <laughs> Tell me. How did you come to Neverland? Michael! John! You... Lost boys. Every last one of us. But you're not all boys. So? What is this place? It's home. Peter found it. Just like he found all of us. Just like he found me. Peter Huh? Were you expecting someone else? What do you say, boys? You ready for an adventure? It looks very far away. It's closer than you think. in your heart but where you go from here it's up to you wendy moira angela darling where is peter pan Lots of close. Oh, that's literally lots of close-ups. It is. It's literally around the corner. I didn't know it was that close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's right around the corner. Like, lots of close-ups. Yeah. Just, <laughs> the camera is up in your face. Like, who are you? I'm Peter. Oh, yeah. 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 More. Yeah. More zoom-ups than a Maybelline commercial. Hey, I'm here for y'all. I'm, I'm here for y'all. I'm here for Yara Shahidi as as uh, as Tinkerbell. So I'm here for it. What's going on, Glue? The, the man who's keeping it all together over there at the Law Society Entertainment. Shout out to him and the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raw. So we're going to get to the villain version of Tinker Bell. <laughs> Raw, don't give me ideas, man. The villain. Don't give me ideas. Give me ideas. What you talking about? I mean, so yeah, we're going to start with our guests. We're going gonna to start with our guests. Uh, Phil, what do you think? Uh, just from first looks already. I'm I'm biased. I worked on this one, um, so uh, uh, give, give your true give your true opinions. This is my first time seeing it. Um, I worked on this one. I actually worked on the concepts for Yara. Um, I knew that she was being cast as Tinkerbell, um, and I think controversially, people talk about race swapping, and some people like it, some people don't. What I, the way I look at it is, 
if we're not green lighting new projects, meaning if we're not green lighting new ideas and new culturals and things that we're just going to keep doing Peter Pan forever, how many Peter Pans are enough before we diversify the cast? So I'm mm -hmm. saying you have so many I versions of this. Take on it. So my take on it is, is that I get that people are like, it's it's it was written this way. And it's like, okay, the further back we go, the less I'm in, the less I'm included or my people are included. Mm -hmm. So if we just keep carrying things from the past, you want your Romeo and Juliet's, your Peter Pan, your, you know, uh, Pinocchio, your uh, Robin Hood, your King Arthur. If we're just going to keep telling that story the same way over time, what does it do? It erases everyone else. So if we're not green lighting new things, then if we're just going to be green lighting old things, I'm perfectly fine with saying, if you want a version of Peter Pan that is exactly the way that it was, you've got like 50 of them at this point. So now it's time to open it up and allow people to play. That's just my opinion, but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> one, one, this was a happy accident because I had no idea. So, <laughs> that was a happy accident. Number two, uh, I'm going to quote a, a friend of mine, Demetrius. Uh, Hill Spawn cosplay. We're coming for all of them. Shout out to uh, Demetrius. <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out to I, I know him well. Shout out to him. He, we feel very similar about this. I think it's one of those things where I'm fine with creating new characters because everyone's like, oh, like even when you think about something, like people are like a black James Bond or a black Superman or whatever it is, and they're like, well, there is a black Superman. Regardless, all that debate, mm -hmm. completely fine with it. I understand it. Every part of it. If there is a new superhero, like we've got like Blue Marvel or characters like that, right? Mm -hmm. the studio put that movie out so that we can support it if you're not going to do that and we keep seeing superman over and over again then change yes. it yes yeah. yes that's my thing it's like at a certain point it can't we can't have the same characters being represented the same way if they're not going to give us anything new then we need to at some point include other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. otherwise we're literally comments. carrying the past forward and we never change and we never see ourselves so exactly. that's kind of the way that I think about it. I think about visual history as a as a line. And right now, even for inspiration, when we sit and we draw and we design new things for inspiration, everybody wants to go back and pull from the past. Let's look at Citizen Kane. Let's look at all these things. And I'm like, those movies are great. We weren't involved in any of them. And we were exactly. not included. So at a certain point, I'm like, I don't want to draw inspiration from places or time periods in which I was discriminated against and not included. Mm -hmm. um, bars again. Uh, <laughs> I like bars him. Again. I like him. You got it on the head, right there. <laughs> so, Mike, what you think? Um. So, damn. When I saw <laughs> the trailer just now, because I, I heard about the trailer earlier, I didn't see the trailer. Um. But do y'all remember Pan? The last. Yeah. 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 And I remember seeing that trailer and was like hella hyped and then I saw the movie and I was like ooh um, <laughs> it really looks better than that but I will say there was nothing to see there. Um also I'm also gonna say um I think it's crazy how jumping off of Phil's conversation how like some people really be tripping about like the race swapping thing when it's like okay fine you want your Batman to be white that's cool right fine fine whatever but we can't even have mermaids and fairies like, no. we're not included. No, we're not included. They, they weren't written that way. They're, they're not. They're, they that, that, that conversation way, so we has been had so many times, and and I've literally been in conversations with Dave. Like scientifically, I'm like scientifically. We can't get scientific. It's a fairy oh, and a mermaid. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> really a fancy. First of all, you know, over a race swapped, and nobody was tripping off of that part. 
they, they just, just hated the movie. Yeah, they just hated the movie. Yeah, it's like, so can we just focus on the execution for once? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm nothing. So, I mean, you got a black Tinkerbell. So it's like, number one, it's a black Tinkerbell. We have tinker a black Tinkerbell. We have a brown Peter Pan. Yeah. So, the, Shout out for doing the Assassin's Creed onto the boat, by the way. I did appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, did appreciate, I did appreciate that just that full on just dive onto the boat. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I heard that like eagle, like this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But that was close enough. <laughs> yeah. So Black Spartan, what do you think? Oh no, I'm I was at first I was like, okay. And then I was like, you know what? Because I'm all for disruption. I am all for disruption stats norm. Uh, like Phil said, shout out to the nail on the head. It's a different telling. At the same time, you do have to change the way some stories are told. So mm-hmm. I am completely okay with it. I know for a trailer, we're not gonna get a lot of it. It's a teaser trailer. So I'm I wanna give it a shot. And at the same time, I'm petty. So I'm just looking forward. I go to the dark side of social media <laughs> Twitter. So as soon as that trailer comes out, I just want to look at all the all the un, all the unseasoned ones and go. Oh, oh, you sweet summer children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, cinematic Assassin. That's why we call him Black Spartan. Cinematic Assassin. Give us your best. Hey, hey listen. I, I feel like our, our guests put their whole foot in the serious side of the conversation. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to touch that. That was that was bars. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> but I just think the... I, I think the trailer looked good to me. I, I, I get stuck with Peter Pan. Um... As a concept, as a whole, like when they jumped off the the clock, like mm-hmm. imagine, imagine if you will, Peter Pan was just some little boy that just snuck in. He somehow oh, climbed up there and convinced you oh. that he had superpowers, Come magic powers, <laughs> and then you dumbass jump off. Yeah. <laughs> And now you're standing there in front of St. Peter and Jesus, and you're trying to explain how this didn't happen. He's like, what had happened was... But he had <laughs> Magic powers. Like, well, it made mess. sense it because look how far up he was. That's what I'm saying. Jesus is he like... He sprinkled me with pixie yeah. dust. This one of those stories that definitely, definitely yeah. LSD was involved somewhere in the creation. I just oh, don't blame I feel me. it in my spirit. Peter was the only one with an umbrella. He's the only one that had any kind of sense being up on that clock Hour. I'm just Only saying. One. It just it's makes just, sense that it's not literally pixie dust. It's a different type of That was that's opium. That ain't weed. That's straight opium. I don't know how you got up this high on the windowsill. So congratulations on that. However, I am not going out the window. Just believe in it. Um no, that's 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 not how flying works. I'm not gonna just believe and just do a whole half gainer off Big Ben. That's not how it's gonna work. <laughs> Lady Mandalore. It's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> very pretty. Holding res- reservations for execution. It's very, That's fair. very, 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 very pretty. <laughs> um, I I I am, as you all know. I go by my other name, which is Story Whore. And if you do not give me a story with all of these visuals, I I have nothing for you. And that that trailer, like I said, is it's a lot of it's a lot of noise, but no substance. Like, what is the story? Are you giving me a different rendition? Are you gonna go into more of how 
Peter Pan got here? Are you going to talk about how he formed the Lost Boys? Is it going to just be strictly, you know, a, almost a straight retelling of Peter Pan? Are you going to go dark? You're not because it's Disney. But I need to know more. I'm not invested in this at this point. I I do not. Not yet. You say not yet. yet. So so they didn't get you with sexy Jude Law, Captain Hook? Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Jude Law? Don't tell me that's That's not Jude Law. That's Jude Law. Shut up. I still, okay. I, still want Captain, I still want Captain Hook story. You know, Jude Law. I, I, I was minding my business till a that boy part. showed up. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Navy Montel, what did you think? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Not that oh, deep Negro oh, spiritual side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, fun fact. I played Peter Pan when I was in sixth grade in a play, and I thought I was all about something. Okay. And no, thought, but where's okay, the footage? <laughs> Do you know when sixth grade was for me there, young man? You didn't have cameras, you had memories, and we lost all them coming. We lost all of them. Don't don't start with me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. I'm still I'm still beaten up by quantum mania. We ain't gonna talk about that, Travis. Oh, we gotta we gotta review coming later. We gotta review um, coming later. Honestly, I have seen too many reachbacks from Disney to try to put in now, and then they want to try to sprinkle in color just to try mm-hmm. to say that there's that diversity there. And the problem with that is you can't put chocolate on salt, it doesn't work. Technically, it does. doesn't work. <laughs> you can't. I'm sorry. You can't. It's called sea salt, but yeah, it works. No, 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 no. That's when you put no, no, salt no, no. on the chocolate. Oh, and oh you mean the other way around? You gotta put the salt yeah, and a little yeah, bit yeah, of chocolate. Yeah. It ain't working. Okay, the other way around. All right. Good point. We're talking diabetic diabetes and high blood pressure and all the other. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Lady Mandalore. I'm like Kara. I'm going to stand back and see what they do because how many times have we been promised something and the delivery was so trash that you can't get that time back? <coughs> and then we've got... <laughs> go, go ahead. Go, and see, go as, ahead. A fa- as a father, as a father of four, and my youngest is 14, she's looking at these images and I want to see, I want her to see her own people, but I want it to be an original content. I want it to be from original stories told from original viewpoints. That's why I always talk about uh, Milestone. Milestone, mm-hmm. chef's mm-hmm. kiss all day, every day. Mm-hmm. We're talking Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, the whole crew will always, I'll be a stand for them because they brought something to the fold that no one else was thinking about mm-hmm. and no one thought of. So now we have all these characters. And they're so, late to the party catching up now. Really? Well, the, exactly. Well, those, and they shouldn't be late. Those are the things that should be made and should be supported. I think that that's that kind of where you've got Reggie Hudlin and uh, Nicholas Draper Ivy doing static. Like you have, oh, it's yes, all there. It, it, yes. Static is literally like, it's just money lying on the table. All you have to do is make it mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. It's it's kinda, at this point, just make it and we will go see it. The problem is, I think that's the problem is that it's right there. 
it all it does is beg for development and yet those things won't get green light but we'll get you know 50 billion versions of king arthur or robin hood like i can't <laughs> and that's the thing so i'm like that's that's where no, it kind of pressed no. it pressed me into a corner Yo, right i vibes yeah. with him he he's telling the truth though how many batman movies can we possibly I, have I, mean, same white that, 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 i think feels my i think feels my my spirit he's speaking language he's speaking my language mm -hmm. yeah He's right. You know, uh, Shakira, shout out to Shakira Islam. Check her out. Shakira, hey. <laughs> is a whole menace. Of course she'll be black on this movie. You know what? That is logic I cannot argue with. I can't argue with that. I think oh, it's man. hard because when I when they when they initially approached it, when I found out it was Yara, if you just look at Yara and the joy that she brings and the light that she is, mm -hmm. it's like if you're not looking at race and you just think about the spirit of Tinkerbell, she's perfect. She's yeah. a perfect casting. Absolutely. So it's like, it's like, it's just you don't want to see it. Same thing with Haley Bailey. Perfect, perfect little mermaid. Yes. Great. It's like yes. if, if you just if you just look if you don't pay attention and you're just looking and you're saying, like, does this person embody the character? Of course they do. Yeah. But we all know why. And I think that that's the key thing for me. It's just been, <laughs> I remember growing up, all the movies I watched, I loved kids' movies. So I watched Never Ending Story, Willow, uh, mm -hmm. Flight of the Navigator, E.T., oh, all those oh. movies, right? Though, like, and never once did I real yes, and never once did I realize I was imagining I put myself in that place yeah. without ever having to see myself. The problem that I see historically is from birth because of the way the world works. People of color, or specifically if I'm just talking about black people, we learn that from birth. We have to get in where we fit in. So we have to emote with other people that don't look like us. We have to see mm. them. We have mm. to go to the grocery store and go to that one little corner of the hair aisle. Like we, we have mm. all of these different experiences. <laughs> We're constantly looking at and emoting and empathizing with people that don't look like us. It's a muscle. If you don't mm -hmm. use it, then you become entitled to it not being there. And I feel like, quite frankly, white people on a whole don't have to do that. They don't, they have everything like catered to them. <laughs> they don't have to emote. So then when you get to the point where there's violence or anything else, they can't even see their children and our children, right? So it's a problem. It's a huge, and I think people need to see visually that is a big problem. So when you start breaking it down into entertainment, entertainment has the job of kind of carrying the visual pantheon forward and including people. Mm -hmm. So Phil just made his way on my hip hop top list. This man had more bars in the French Quarter. Let's go. <laughs> I, like I feel like a Sunday sermon on a Tuesday. I was going to say, that's the collection place. Uh, uh, that's uh, me on wrap that up. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. So we got, we got some other blurred news to discuss. We're going to talk about okay. the awards in NAACP. Before I get into that, I do want to say, if you are not watching or haven't watched Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Ooh, on Disney, my it's so good! Oh god! Oh my god! Very, very well done. They did a phenomenal oh, job I, with this character. I'm all over this. Thing. I have never. I am so proud. I have literally. I am so proud of what they're doing with that show. The family dynamic. Mm -hmm. The the focus on the on a thirteen year old black girl mm -hmm. and everything she's going she's a genius, a genius on top of that thirteen year old black girl. the soundtrack 
Right. Oh, so fire. Right. So fire. Mm-hmm. Have y'all read the comic though? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all know that they actually captured the spirit of the comic, like yeah. yes. yes. You see the long white boxes back there. <laughs> <She's> in there. <laughs> <laughs> in there. When I say when I finally seen that scene where she's taking over the roller rink or when mm-hmm. she's trying to protect it. And they start playing Ch- Childish Gambino. I'm like, oh, I thought that was just for the trailer. <laughs> they really got to play Childish Gambino. No, right. we got a whole section. To himself. Oh, I love every minute of this show. And Lawrence Fishburne yes. as the yep. Beyonder is everything. Yes. Let's just say. <laughs> Let's say with her, uh, Riri Williams is right behind her as far as the level of G. Yep. Yes. 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 And that, that's a very, very small margin. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. it's it's everything we wanted, and and this this harkens back to what you were talking about, Phil, bringing in these new characters and putting our flat our stories on on the page. And can I just say, like I said, the family dynamic, mm-hmm. 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 it's real. Yeah, it really is. It it's really, real. really is. It feels Grandma, so Grandma, good. Grandma. They're in a they're in a neighborhood. It's a very multicultural neighborhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's there, like it's. You have a beautiful story to be told with by characters, mm-hmm. and and the craziest looks, but it works. Yeah, oh. the fact that her parents were so not were so oblivious to a, a dinosaur living, <laughs> right? It's it's funny to me. You know, it's just funny. To me. Oh, I'm gonna go in my closet and just. I, <laughs> what, I, what I love about this is I read the original Devil Dinosaur when DC Comics had it during the 20 cent era, mm-hmm. and they had mm-hmm. Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. That was it. Yep. And I said, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be awesome if you could actually have a black girl or a black boy? And I remember saying this years ago, and then I, and when I seen Moon Girl. I said, yeah, someone listen to me. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> they were by, they were by Montel's door with the cup against Man. the door. <laughs> Man, you're looking at a guy who got beat up for, for reading Black Panther as a kid. Man, fuck them. I was Bernie Mac. I ain't worried about your feelings. Let's go. What's up? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, such it, a it, wonderful it, concept, though, to see mm-hmm. this because. Our sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, see right. this and they go, "That's mm-hmm. me." Yep. Those I've actually words. looked at mine and said, "Did yeah. you watch anything today?" I'm like, I call it culture. Like, <laughs> I, I when I talk to the little ones, I say, "This is culture. This is culture for you." You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm indating you with all this stuff that has our faces. Like, I want you to, see. Moon Girl. Oh, sit down. Let me tell Say you less. a story. <laughs> Moon, Moon Girl Del Dinosaur is the new Cosby show, if you think about it. <laughs> it really oh, is the new Cosby yeah. show, if you think about it. We all sitting down watching. Yeah. Sans, the, sans the paper towel inside the middle of the cake. Sans that. Um, <laughs> for, oh, my God. Man. So, the sag, there is, like I said, it's been award season. Mm-hmm. It's been award season. And our favorite underdogs are really taking it in. They're really taking it in. And we'll start it off with the SAG Awards. Now, the SAG Awards, Brendan Fraser won again. Mm -hmm. That boy. This man, he's up there with Keanu Reeves. (laughs) He's up there. He's just like, yeah, he's invited to the cookout. He might seem a little awkward, but then give him five minutes. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a, you know. This is a yam? What is it? What's a, a yam? A yam. Okay. I love yams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are amazing. Uh, this, is potato salad? This, is, this isn't pumpkin pie? Where has this been all my life? I have, you know? have. Do you have those marvelous collard greens? Those are amazing. It's like it's like so it's like why did someone discover life for the first time through food? And he just and he's like asking every question. Yeah. What is it? Here's what is it? Here's color, sounds. This cornbread is delicious. That's what this is. This is get out of my kitchen. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gary, I will he'll, say, help you, he'll help you stay and clean up the kitchen afterwards. I tell man. you that. Oh, Raphael. I will say, Brendan, uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, my first job. So, my first professional job was The Mummy Three with Jet Lee and Michelle Yeoh. Um, um, and Brent, yeah, that was, that was my first, first like professional uh, drawing job. And um, I got to go to set and visit. It was in uh, Montreal. And Brendan Fraser invited me to come down. He showed me his trailer. He showed me a, like did, like watched a stunt sequence. Looked at <laughs> my artwork. The nice, the nicest person. Like so, it's like I will always remember that. Like super welcoming. He's the main guy on the call sheet, and like wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable coming to visit set. I'll never forget that. That's nice. amazing. Oh. Yeah. A private Brendan Fraser story, and it's <laughs> yes. been it's been checked and verified now. <laughs> so I wish he's, him all the welcome. best. Now, if he sees this now, I wish him all the best, and I think that if the accolades he's getting are, are much much. Uh, he, he's you know, he's over considering yeah, the long the, long the route that he the road that he had been on. This comeback season for him yeah. has mm -hmm. been everything, everything. And when he got up there, you can't help but to feel that emotion. Number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. That what he's talking about, about just sticking in there and staying in there and, and pushing through. And like people are recognizing like, yeah, this man's an actor. Mm -hmm. He's a really nice guy and he's a great actor. And mm -hmm. he deserves all these flowers, you know, is well earned for him. Uh, other news. Everything all everywhere, all at once. Clean in the house, man. Mm -hmm. That movie the deserved house. every well, award it's gotten. Very much. Mm -hmm. very much. So much. It is a li live action mm -hmm. multiverse. Literally, yes. a live yeah. action multiverse. <laughs> it is a good one. A well written, well written, very good one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. the, that cat, number one, Uncle James Hong. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. With a, with a, what was he doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, every time I see him, I see him. At, he's the uncle. He is the uncle. Mm -hmm. He's playing uncle and so forth, but he goes into the he goes into his speech about how Asians were treated in Hollywood and everything else, and he's right. Mm -hmm. These are questions that have always been asked mm -hmm. over the years, and my God, they earned this. They earned mm -hmm. this, and it's and it's crazy that you mentioned that Phil because Michelle Yeoh got <laughs> best performance, out, uh, outstanding performance by a female actor, mm -hmm. and once again. Somebody said she was like 54, and I'm like 54 where? Um, <laughs> Look at the guns. She's been so dope for so long. Oh, and, she, really and, and, and just not like I mean, like even I remember uh when she when she came here, like she was in uh was in the James Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So the world's not enough or tomorrow never dies. I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow never, never dies. dies. It's tomorrow never dies. It was tomorrow never dies. She was so good in that they actually considered bringing back a Bond girl. 
because she was mm. so dope. Like, I mean, and she's mm. been dope for so long. I know I've known about her since like back during like Jackie Chan time. Like, yes. yes. Right. And before yes. she was doing, she was doing full movies out there where she was a superhero and wire work. She was doing all that. Yeah. Stuff. She's been incredible for so long. So the fact that it's taken this long to finally get her flowers is kind of ridiculous. Right? Wait, but that's yeah. my brand and, though, because when it comes to minorities in general, it's never, you're not getting stuff young. You like have to show them proof for so damn long. That you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, Ange you gotta that Angela Bassett. Part. You yeah, got, you got an Angela Bassett it, right? Which is just like, I'm like, you got to overachieve. And then after that, they're like, oh, how See, Will, listen to me this time. <laughs> <laughs> we have a thing here where I have this major crush for Angela Bassett, rightfully so. And would never you know, have guessed, Chris. Not at all. <laughs> Will always has to rewind the clock when she's mentioned on the show. He always <laughs> waits for me to do it. And I'm like, well, guess what? It wasn't me. Nope. I'll, I'll bring it in. I love her. She's <laughs> so she's it amazing. is amazing. It's amazing. Speaking of comeback season, Kiwai Kwan, yeah. once again, he pulls it out. Outstanding performance for a male actor in a supporting role, child actor. Right. Yep. Has done some background work as well on on notable films, you know, stunt coordinators and everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. But once again, the speech he gave, he does it every and, time. And he, he does it, and, it's it. and he broke every a record. Time. He broke a. He set a record. Mm -hmm. First Asian to win in this category. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Little Mike is like, are you kidding? Yes. I, I, can't, yes. I can't watch him without getting emotional. Um, it's it's so hard. Okay. It's so great. It's so great to watch that story. Um, and just I relate to it. I was a former child actor, so I was an actor from like three until about 16 or 17 or so. That's how I met mm -hmm. Alvis, our other business partner. Um, and I know that feeling very well, where you kind of get to a point where you're like, will I work again? Is this good? Is it not good? And you're like, you've gotten successes, but then you're not sure if they will continue. So to hear him talk and to see this full circle moment where he's come to this point is just incredible. Like, I feel so happy for him every time he speaks. It does. It mm -hmm. does. And like I mentioned earlier, our Uncle James over here. Um, <laughs> incredible. incredible. He was getting it in. He was getting yeah, it in. Yeah, he was. <laughs> when, when, I did, and when, it, when he did it, I'm like, I'm not even surprised you did that. <laughs> he going to tell. He going to say what he got to say. He been yeah. holding that in for a <laughs> like, while. This, this, is, this is the time. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I'm putting all y'all on Front Street. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sally Field got Lifetime Achievement Award, and mm -hmm. she was presented with it by no other than her nephew Peter, a.k.a. Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of emotions for some Aww. reason. Where they just like, it just, it felt natural, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt natural. I was just like, yeah, it feels right that, that her nephew would do this. It just, <laughs> yes. It was just like, you know, come on, Peter. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, Abbott Elementary continues to stand Man. up, stand out for best outstanding ensemble in the comedy series. World Went domination. World <laughs> domination. <laughs> More, please. For real. I love the cast. Absolutely. The cast is so good. It is. Yeah. They, they, they've been cleaning house. Damn, they've been cleaning That's house. That's crazy. <laughs> All the flowers to that cast, all the flowers to that cast. Like they are doing an amazing job. And they did a thing where they're called, where they were doing like these little skits where it's called I'm an actor. Uh -huh. And where her J Janelle and Quinta are doing this thing. And the back and forth that they're doing, I'm like, I need a spinoff with those two. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> or just one episode 
where those two have to go out together or something is it's just yeah. like, <laughs> something crazy something crazy um now over in the NAACP awards, mm-hmm. Kira, mm-hmm. you'll love this because Water go. Daddy got hey Water Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see it. I love Is that what he's saying? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me rephrase. Aquapati. Yes. You can't call him Aquaman. So Water Daddy is yeah. next best. I, actually, actually, and you can actually, say it with Aquaman, attitude. Yeah, actually, Waterman, Water uh, Aquaman is Water Daddy. Water Daddy. Uh, Namor is Aqua Poppy, so there, there's Aquapoppy. the corrections there. Aquapoppy. There's the cool, there's the corrections there, but yeah, you know, getting the uh, outstanding performance from a male actor. Yo, he killed that. Like mm-hmm. he had presence on that on that uh, on that screen every time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, was a, was your attention. There's yes. my baby. There's, There's my baby. baby. Miss Viola oh. Davis. Oh, Outstanding performance God. by a female that actor. Time too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, y'all need to catch up. If y'all haven't seen this film, y'all oh. need to watch The Woman King. I swear yep. to God. I did a review on my channel, and I'll say straight up, I loved this movie from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Storytelling, character mm-hmm. development. The mm-hmm. setting, everything was on point. There was no, there was no filler in this. And if no. someone says there was, I'm punching you in your face. Tears were shed. were clinched. The performances on that, yes. especially uh, yeah. Dude, I'm, yeah. Look, look here. Here's the, here's the bottom line. You had the cast of Wakanda in for you uh, in this film. You, you just yeah. did. Yeah. Including including the samurai who's getting speaking roles now. Like mm-hmm. she's she was mm-hmm. about like, time she did. That woman's yeah. been just ooh, do not her grind, her grind her has hand. been atrocious lately. Yeah. 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 Do not give that woman a butter knife because I I, I, mean, <laughs> I I don't want no part of that. Would you like to eat something, miss? Absolutely, I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> just please that's don't a- kill me. Oh, <laughs> that. That's right. That'd be the first woman you gonna get a plate. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna get my plate. I'm good. You want something? <laughs> you want something? I'll get you something. I just Are can't you sure? Let me make you a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so Gabrielle Union Dwayne Wade received the President's Award, and she gave a fantastic speech as well, dealing with trans trans black people and mm. she, she once again putting folks yeah. on front street this is what i enjoy about our people we are at oh, the stage out. now mm-hmm. where we're oh, taking out. no trash from no one oh, we're gonna talk about your mama we're gonna put you on we're gonna put you on we're gonna make your mama talk about you how about that? and then we're gonna walk away and i'm like we're gonna we're gonna blackball her Good luck on that. Um, <laughs> that's been the beauty part of these speeches. They have made people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Made them listen. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key part. You can mm-hmm. make them uncomfortable, but did they listen? Because I could punch you in the mouth all I could punch you in the mouth all night, but what did you do to make me punch you in the mouth? That that part. It's that a very part. violent episode. <laughs> He's like, and, 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 and did you feel it? Did you feel it? Because I that's my, that's my intention. I, I want you to feel this. <laughs> Oh my god. Once again, Abbott Elementary cleaned up. They that was this was their weekend for sure. Uh they cleaned up they again. It. They cleaned up here at the NAACP Awards for Outstanding Comedy Series. And then last but not least, 
the queen not Man. only winning for best Man. supporting role in the film in, Bla in black panther will kind of forever but also outstanding actress in 911 mm -hmm. and by the no by the way highest show. paid actress on television right now incredible Man. 911 love that show man come on mm -hmm. she was also i'm gonna give her a shout out she was also honored last night at the costume designers guild awards by yes. ruth carter yes uh, mm. a distinguished collaborator. Matter ruth, let's go um so she was she was acknowledged there last night as well she gave an amazing speech um was very powerful and very much so she just makes us look good she's just she's incredible it's an amazing feeling uh, it's 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 it's. it's, 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 it's <laughs> I can't hit that note. But like you hear my voices, I, I, I won't be talking for like a week. I can. <laughs> I, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna make sense. <laughs> yes, she is the queen. You you shall uh, give her the proper respect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back with our guest. Phil Butte and Michael Yuande of 9B Collective. We're going to talk about all their great works that they're doing. And until then, here's two commercials we got, actually. Running low on energy, long days and even longer nights, tired of all the other energy drinks and bars promise you a lot and never delivering, need to make it through work, but want a product that can keep up with your busy lifestyle? Want no longer? Try Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. The balls that are so smooth and with a load of nutrients and vitamins to really get you up and bouncing off the walls. Made with all natural ingredients and healthy junk to satisfy even the pickiest eater. Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls are sold everywhere where you buy your junk. And now for those who want that extra kick in the butt, comes Chef's Heavy Duty Chocolate Salty Balls with 120% more caffeine than the leading brand. Disclaimer, this product has not been approved by the FDA or World Health Association. Warning, this product is not intended for consumption by children, elderly people, or women who are pregnant, or may become pregnant. You might even get pregnant. Hey everybody, it is your man on the wall, Chris Fury here from Blurred's Eye View. We've got some great news, guess what? We are now an affiliate with Otaku Noir. What? How can you get some of that? Who is Otaku Noir? Let me explain it to you. Taco Noir is a blurred mystery box company, and they give you some of the best blurred content for some of the best, most talented blurs that's out here today. You need to get on this. How can you get in on this? Just follow this link right at the bottom and type in the blurred code Blurred's I View to get a discount off when you go to check out. Check out Taco Noir for all their best blurred stuff. I love my box. I'm sure you're gonna love yours. Check you guys later. Right, here we go. Commercial break over. There we are. There we are. There we are. Let's get Lady Mandalore in the building. Before we, yes. Before we talk to these magnificent gentlemen for the things they have created, I got a bone to pick with you, sir. There's always a bone with me. I'm the villain. Don't you understand? No, 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 no. no. We are not going to do this today. Okay. I'm going to because you said I love my box. I knew you was gonna say it. <laughs> I said, bro. I feel good. I feel great. We, you know, being affiliated with Taco Noir is magnificent. Jeez. And the rest of the crew love them. They they made me an affiliate too. And I I the boxes are just incredible. If you guys want something that's away from loot crate, yeah. 
Mm. Please get away from them. Please support a blurred owned business who's out here working hard, doing everything for the game and putting it out there for the community because the salt shakers ain't gonna give us the money. We gotta Man. make it on our own. Let's right go. Down, salt I felt like that was a sermon. <laughs> salt shakers ain't gonna give us shit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, I like <laughs> this is this is what I love about mm-hmm. this, this platform. I've created I'm I'm so glad I created this platform because I get to talk to people like Phil Boutte and Michael Wandy of uh, 9B Collective. First off, I want to for those who are watching and you don't know who they are, <laughs> y'all sleeping. Let, let, that's, let me that's your fault. That's your fault. Let, let me impart this on you right quick. Watching let the me, game me, on BET, but y'all know who they is. Y'all gonna be mad. Some of us could be killed. Welcome back. But do you hear them? But do you hear them though? <laughs> <laughs> do you hear them though? <laughs> Once again, <laughs> as it was stated before, you have no idea what you're in for. If you, number one, thank you for working on yes. some of the best mm-hmm. Hollywood blackbusters and television shows. Yes. You have worked on, you, your team has worked on some of the best and brightest. And this is, number one, I love concept art from, from television shows and movies because there's outfits and looks that you don't get to see. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, why didn't they go with that? Because it looks amazing. 
You know, <laughs> like there in in the the concepts, the ideas, the looks, as Candy B will say, the looks with the E W K S. The looks, they look they're they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. So, being the first black concept artist studio, number one. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Because you know I got a voice of thunder, so I'm gonna make sure you feel it too. Um, we'll start you guys off. How did? When did you realize you wanted to create this studio? Um, 2020. So you know the the year that just that whole. The, the that year, that year wake that up. was yeah that was 15 years long yeah um, <laughs> we <laughs> we partnered with the concept art association um they do a, a a monthly drink and draw so every month they have a, a theme right it could be santa claus it could be female empowerment it could be whatever the theme is masquerade right mm-hmm. they do one every month and you know at a bar or a winery where artists can get together and just hone their skills by drawing you know a costumed model right Right. Um, so in 2020, um, it's actually Concept Art Association was started by Rachel Minerding and Nicole Hendricks Herman. Um, and both of them were like, so uh, we're two white ladies and Black History Month's coming up and we don't want to do this drink and draw. So do you guys, you know, like basically like we don't think it's, you know, they kind of just called on us and said, can you <laughs> can you guys do this one? Um, and I was like, yeah, this would be great. Um, and we had been talking about it. So we decided to, we partnered with them and we did an Afrofuturistic, Afropunk themed drink and draw. We uh, hired um, the Jackson Agency and they gave us two black models, one male, one female. Um, And we did it at a bar bar in Little Tokyo called the Far Bar, because that's where they had been doing them. Um, And we noticed when when it came up, it was maxed out the door to capacity. It was like 150 plus, which had never happened before. Um, for them um, and that, you know, how many people showed up. But what we noticed is it was a ton of black artists all in one place. I had never seen, especially in LA, that many black artists, like like between animation, video games, live action, you know, you name it, they were there, directors, producers, writers, like everybody showed up for this thing. So it was really great. And it was the first time that some of us had met in person. Like we knew of, we knew of each other's work, but we never work on the same projects. We're never in the same place. So it's like, I'm in live action in my own little bubble. Someone else is in animation. Someone else is in video games. So it's like, it was that was the that was the biggest part was just seeing that and as me and Mike started to kind of walk around and talk to people we started noticing a similar theme in the stories that people were telling like first off it was community like I've never seen anything like this how can we have more of these this is so great this never happens that type of deal the mm-hmm. second thing was talking to professionals and finding out that they had professional isolation which is mm-hmm. I work at a video game company there are 400 plus employees. There are only three black people in the entire company and we never work on the same project or we're never working together right which caused me to look at my career so i started back um, i said it earlier in 2007 the first time and now mind you on big projects like any of the big you know blockbuster films there's multiple illustrators working in the department i work in costumes so i normally work for the costume designer usually there's like two to three of us you know or more working on a project 2007 to 2019 that's the first time i sat next to another black artist was 2019. wow so i was by myself pretty much that whole time now granted there were more artists that came in but we never got to work together again right um and so that's how me and mike bonded we met at comic-con 
um, one year and same thing. It was kind of like, we had people trying to introduce us and then it, they were just, I was like, oh, it was like, oh, like it was like Spider-Man meme. Like we were pointing at each other like, yeah. And like, you know, like it was like, great, finally, you know? Um, and that's kind of, it was, that was the birth of the exception of 90 in terms of thinking about like, okay, we should do more of these. So remember that's February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then in March of 2020, quarantine. So everything shut down. So we were like, we had had all these plans. We were like, oh, we should reach out to Issa Rae and try and do a drink and draw at Hilltop. Like we we had all these plans, no drink and draws, nothing in person, everything shut down. And it kind of just kind of killed the vibe. We were like, man, how are we going to do this now? And then you had like what, like murder hornets. And then you had like (laughs) all these things, like every month there was something else, right? And it just was like the longest year. And that's what prompted us to start 9B, which was like, we like, we need to open this up and do it bigger, have primarily BIPOC artists. We started to notice that there was a problem with diversity behind the scenes. Um, and then I'll let Mike talk about it more because he talks about a pipeline issue that he noticed in terms of like artists in general. So go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, for myself, I've been, you know, into art since I was a kid. Um, and I was always the black kid who draws, right? Um, since I could remember was into anime when it wasn't okay, you know. <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, stuff happened and I kind of walked away from art for a long time. Still kept my nerd card, but walked away from it for a long time. When I decided to get back into it, I remember just looking at the landscape and being like, huh, I don't see anybody actually looks like me kind of working in the industry. And I was like, that's kind of weird. So I kind of decided to pivot. And when I went to pivot, I went to art school. Luckily, I had two longtime friends who were also big-time nerds who kind of helped me get into those schools. And one of the first schools I went to was in San Francisco. It's about 10,000 students. I was one of two art students who were Black. And the whole, out of 10,000, right? And I was like, how the hell is this possible? And it got to a point (laughs) when I was there, you know, they're like, oh, you didn't draw that. This isn't your work. This isn't your work. And I'm like, why? Why, why, why is it not my work? Right? Like the yeah. heard probably the majority of my career. This isn't yours. You didn't do this. And when I say why, they just kind of like almost like go into glitch mode. They're like, they're like not glitch mode. Right. So um, eventually, I moved to another art school that's supposed to be like a really well-renowned art school called Art Center. And once again, only black guy there. Um, and it was even worse dealing with some of the things that I was dealing with. And I was like, every time I would see a black student, they come in for a semester, we get super cool. And I'm like, yeah, finally another one. And then they're like, man, fuck this, I'm out of here. And they leave. And I'm like, no, please. <laughs> don't leave me here. Yeah, don't leave me. So, like, don't leave me. <laughs> Dante, <laughs> don't leave me. In the rain, like, please. <laughs> uh, I'm sure in the you got to do the reach. You got to do the rain. Please, baby, why? And um, I recognized, like, when I would ask, it was either it was always the same reasons. It was either, man, uh, this school costs too much money. Uh, they ain't looking out for us like that. Or, nah, this ain't for me. Right? And mm-hmm. it was stuck because I'm like, damn, all of those are pretty fixable. But the schools don't care because we're not the majority. They're getting their money. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Right? And what I've learned that leads, leads to is when it comes to black content or content with black characters in it, there's not a black hand actually, you know, mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when you see a movie, you're like, 
this don't feel right, which just happened to me yesterday. I'm like, oh, it's because there's not a black hand or black voice in the room. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we recognize is like, all right, well, me being Nigerian, my dad was like, you are going to be a doctor or a lawyer. There's no path has been oh. laid for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was it was laid for me. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I want to draw. And he's like, you can draw bones. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right. So I recognize that that, how that halted me for about 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So 10 years, I just stopped drawing because I was like, I guess I draw bones or die, you know, and I don't want to draw bones. Mm-hmm. So, um, but other people were going through other things like, okay, you got the parent situation, but also it's not cool, right? You don't see anybody mm-hmm. like you doing it. So you don't mm-hmm. really see that path. Whereas, mm-hmm. if you, like, say, NFL, basketball player, whatever, uh, music, you see that path is already yeah. laid out for you. Mm-hmm. You have more support going in that direction than you would going in something like, art or design, right? Because most people don't understand what design is um, at its, like as a theory. So we wanted to kind of change the, help change that by saying, hey, well, first of all, we're here, right? We black um, and we like actually black, like not like the skin, like the skin folk, kin folk thing. It's like, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that part. You know, so we want to showcase that, but also showing that like black comes in all different types. Right, mm-hmm. so not this like this uh, this this type that everyone tends to think we are. It's not this monolithic. Mm-hmm. Thing. Like, yeah, we have a range, and just because you know you see me looking at anime doesn't mean I can't be wearing Jordans, right? Like, exactly. Literally, mm-hmm. you can do whatever. And I know that with that being said, this younger generation is very lucky. I know we all agree here because we've been through it ourselves. They mm-hmm. kind of get to already fall into that, and there's no judgment. Right. So we know that we have to really help the parents understand, like, hey, this is a way to make a living. You won't be professionally poor. There's actually a lot of money to be made and a lot of influence to be had by actually being designers and artists. So we want to help manifest that by bringing in artists into the company. Um, if they if we see their potential, which is a big thing um, for us, Phil included, it was always being brought in for our potential is being brought in for what we've done right but when you get a job it's like or before you get a job it's like well how much have you worked what have you worked on it's like well i haven't worked on anything they're like oh well i can't work with you and it's not really fair so mm-hmm. make sure that we change that and say okay we'll give you a chance to on your potential rather than your experience mm-hmm. and all of that together has mm-hmm. create like really great artists that we've worked with now that mm-hmm. have seen like just kind of grow up right and just like mm-hmm level up and hit these these levels that most of them would have never gotten to if they would have just waited for, you know, Netflix or one of these other companies to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And something that Phil spots all the time is they always ask us like, oh, well, where are you finding these people? And it's like, these are the same people that have applied to you for 10 years. Mm-hmm. There you I mean, go. Say that. Mm-hmm. Say that. Literally haven't even seen them just because, right? And it's a big thing to us that we actually help change that narrative because one of the things that we understand also is the more people we help train and raise up and give chances, they're eventually going to go out and then they're going to go and spread to these different companies. And then they're going to start bringing in people who look like them as well. And then eventually there'll be a change in the content that we see and how it's done. Um, but also visually, as well as, you know, as far as writing even goes, right? Like just little things where you're like, you have someone in the room who says, that's not right. Right. 
and also changing the bitterness that can happen because one of the big things that happens within the industry is we like we talked about earlier we don't get seen till we're like older and so that fire kind of dies out a little bit you mm -hmm. know but we're trying to catch them while the fire is still hot raging right and like really encouraging them to get to that level and let them fly because that's one of the things that really is unfortunate is it becomes so much of a perseverance act more for us than any other group. And we want to help change that where it's like, no, it should be based on what you can do, your talent, your potential, and you actually showing improvement when you get the chance. So that's one of the big things that we've been doing with Mind B. This is what I enjoy yeah. about that platform. The fact that you are, you've made a, you've made a table for yourself and now you're inviting other people, you're opening the doors for other people of color, creatives, mm -hmm. to put their stamp on it and be involved in all these projects and actually see themselves in not just the projects, but in the people that they're working with and working close to and having influence. Uh, on a side note, how does your father feel now? <laughs> <laughs> the best question ever. <laughs> it's like funny. There's two views, right? There's my opinion, and then there's other people around who who have their opinion. My opinion is he cares a little bit, but when he sees my name in the credits, when his friends report to him, that's when he's like, "Oh, your name is in the credits." <laughs> we have made it from Ashi to Classy. <laughs> yeah, they always, they always come for it. What I say, it literally takes someone else to be like, uh -huh. "Hey, your son was in the credits." He's like, "Oh, and uh hey, -huh. okay, I see, I see." <laughs> can't, can't bite that humble, that humble. It's, 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 it's always that humble brag afterwards. Like, have you seen my son, the artist? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the story changed. It's like, yeah, I'm the one who encouraged him to do that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, exactly. hold on, hold on. Hold on. Mother. I always Father. knew that in him. No. <laughs> there, I, feel like he, I feel like he just sits at the end of the movie and he just goes, Wandy. <laughs> it's like there's no extra credits after that. There is yeah. me. Oh my god! <laughs> so you when you when you have when you have the projects that you have, when you have the projects that you have, um, it's hard to say at this point. Like, is there a dream project? Is there a dream project that you want to do that that you comes out of your own studio, not just someone else can bring you in and say, hey, we need you on something here. Is there something that you just say, we need to put this out? Like, we have to put, like, hands on something and put that out. Like Phil mentioned earlier, Milestone has a whole gold mine. Uh I was just thinking that. I was just thinking about that. Nudge, now, nudge, I want nudge. you to notice both of them are both swinging in sync in different directions right now. <laughs> and I'm going, the body language tells everything. <laughs> so, it, or is that the project? I don't know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're getting an NDA territory. Yeah, I would. <laughs> The, the man, the man, the black. Give us a wink and a nod, and you know, I swear to see a hand come across shoulder like yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> behind the camera with a cue card. Says, you know, you know, you know how you know how black folks like, give that nod when they they see each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we got you, uh, uh, Spartan. Did you want to ask something? 
I was looking for the black hand to show up. Like I just saw, I just I was waiting for that hand's gonna show up on one of their shoulders. Is like and, uh, that's gonna do it for the day. Um, you say, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have that that contract show up. I'm like it's just gonna show just like this. I'm like you remember the contract? Remember? The contract? <laughs> hey, I'm about to let me tell you about this project. It's gonna sound like Russell like... Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Like Russell Simmons, thank you for coming out. God bless and good night. And then. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, dang, Chris, Chris kind of took, took my question because I was gonna ask you guys if there was a dream project yeah. that you would love to do, and I was like, God dang it. Um, well, and he mentioned, and I was gonna sit there and say about, well, have you talked about a certain? And then Navy said Miles, so I'm like, God dang it. Um, <laughs> I didn't say Miles, so he did. I went. Ah! That's what I did. <laughs> I go for the jugular. I squeal I, you know. like a ten year old kid. You know. I don't ask. I don't okay. ask the Barbara Walters questions. But you know, we're here, Please we're here to have fun Please and make it right. I can give so. a, a half answer. Um, one of them is as far as like something I would love to work on. It's something that hasn't been done. Um, I'm a like real life nerd as far as uh, video games go, and there's a certain approach that I feel mm-hmm. uh, we haven't seen ourselves in yet. That can go really far, and I'm surprised that no one has tapped it. But I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do that. So that's one thing. Um, as far as the project that I worked on, um, the project that I enjoyed, and I, I don't know if the movie's gonna be good, so don't judge me. I <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say why. I love, I love the disclaimer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, and I'm even leaving a slight pause in between just to make sure that everybody heard that. Um, <laughs> is a blade for me and the reason why is because that was the first project where i've I've always thought like as illustrators and designers we're essentially actors with a pen right so you're Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. and saying like all right how would i be if i was captain america how would i be if i was blade how would i I mean or whatever that was like the first project where i was like oh i get to just be myself and then i recognized that the difference of what happens when you have say someone who is of a specific culture, so me, I'm black, and I like, and I'm, there's Blade, and Blade is black. And I was like, oh, I don't have to switch up anything. I get to just literally do me unfiltered, right? And then I noticed, I'm sorry to say this, but the advantage that a lot of people have by being able to design for them by them, right? Like getting to do their own thing, like, I, that's my first time actually getting a chance to like design something that is literally just me, right? And just yeah. unfiltered. I don't have to like do much research in the sense of like, oh, how would this person walk? How would this person talk? It's like, just comes right out. So it was kind of like an awakening process for me where I was like, oh shoot, like this is what, this is what a lot of people have been feeling the whole time. This is my first time feeling that after like eight years uh, in the industry working. So that's kind of nuts for me. So okay. what, well, what, I think, what he's I think saying on the baseline is what he's saying on the baseline is we pop flavor and drip sauce everywhere we go. I'm just that is cool. That is cool at that point. And I res- <laughs> and I respect you for not giving out the video game idea because I was as a video game fan, I was like, wait, where are you going with this? <laughs> you ain't gonna sit there and be like, and I and I respect that because people are listening. So I yeah. heavily respect that you did not say anything about that. So I just Come look on, forward talk- to whatever. He's talking about Among Us. Come on, man. We know. Blink twice for Microsoft. Blink twice, three times for Sony. Blink, blink, blink four times for indie games. That's all I ask. 
In the meantime, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my Sherlock Holmes influence to work. Uh, <laughs> uh Lady Mandalore, you got anything? Yes, and I don't know if you can answer it because I always come up with these very broad general questions. However, if I get an answer, an answer is an answer, wins a win. <laughs> if I know a lot of people in in I know a lot of people that are very, very excellent artists. They don't have I don't think they have the outlet or the sources because they don't live in like major cities. How how can, how would you want to be found if you are in places where you're not able to be seen? Like how do you make yourself stand out? Like do they do I don't say do my friends send their stuff to me to send to you? Do they send it to you directly? Do they talk to three other people down the block and around the corner? Do they make a phone call? Like what are, what are we what needs to happen in order for you to find those type of people? You want me to answer that though? Or are you? Yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like it's. I guess what it is. Well, Mike, you go first. I think I, I can back you up with this. One. Okay. Here so at Words Eye View, we hit the hard hitting questions. So I feel like uh, there's a few different ways of handling it, and it depends on obviously the proximity to the industry, right? Which is like LA ish. Um, I can say two different ways. One is, yes, send to you to send to us or <laughs> to us directly or even sending it to our email, which is mindbeatcollective.com at our uh, website. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other way is, and the way that I actually did it was the hardest, probably one of the hardest ways possible because I always make things difficult for myself. Um, someone told me, you have to use the internet. And I was like, Oh, I have to? And just because they said that, I don't know why I did this, but just because they said I have to use it, I did not use it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's literally, I'm a masochist by nature. So I started going to every convention possible um, and just talking to people. And it's funny how far you get by just FaceTime, by just meeting people in person. So when you hear Comic-Con, when you hear WonderCon, when you hear Lightbox Expo, when you hear you know, Phil Boutte is going to be presenting in New Mexico uh, soon. Um, like, when you hear about it, like, I was like, I am? <laughs> off those days, he's like, wait, wait, there's a scheduling conflict. <laughs> Man, that's the first I heard of this. Hold up. You see that calendar, and then you'll understand. I'm just like, wait, where am I supposed to be? was <laughs> <laughs> like, those are the opportunities that really go further than online or social media. And that was actually yeah. the approach that I took the majority of the time. So um, I felt like meeting people in person for some reason, there's just a, there's a, there's a, a concrete like thing there where people meet you and they remember you regardless. Whereas on the internet, you are on, they remember you as long as you're like constantly like showing up right on the internet. But for some reason, when you meet people in person if they leave an impression, which is generally like they're an asshole or they're nice. Yeah. Um, right or if they're really dope or if they're not but they seem like really humble like you somehow remember those people a lot easier than if you just see someone on the line and you're just kind of scrolling through so mm -hmm. I always suggest trying to meet people when possible and one of the things that I've also heard is like well I don't have any money when I was doing this you couldn't have been broker than me and Phil knows <laughs> you couldn't have been broker than that <laughs> I'm like 
for censorship purposes, I'm not even gonna tell y'all how broke I was, but I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is he gonna say this out loud? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Mike's probably like, you know what? That PPP, that, that PPP loan was looking real tempting. <laughs> <laughs> But he was enjoying the water sandwiches, wasn't he? I know he was. <laughs> <laughs> the ramen and the potted meat. Oh, the potted meat. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Cinematic oh, assassin. Oh, what do you got? I remember, I, no, I remember I remember asking my mom one day. I, it, like, all phased into view. I remember I was, like, at home, and I would eat ketchup sandwiches. And then one day, I was, like, 20-something. And I thought about it, and I was like, were we poor? The realization that your, that your finances were not. Wait a minute. I like them. Was it just jumping on that? I remember always thinking that I was like well off growing up in the hood. And then mm-hmm. when I went to like white school, I was like, hold up. <laughs> <There's a difference. laughs> I didn't know I was poor until I moved over here. And I was like, oh, they're making fun of me because I ain't got nothing. Okay. I see there's a difference. You know, yeah. kind of hurt sometimes, but whatever. <laughs> like, I thought spam was a delicacy. I didn't know that oh. was. <laughs> it is a delicacy. Uh, it is. Okay. It's an from Hawaii. What are you talking about? It's a fine, <laughs> fine Hawaiian delicacy. Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't fry your bologna? <laughs> <laughs> Curling up, in, curling up in the yeah, paint. Yeah, that might, that yeah. might yeah. <laughs> 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 it on the wrist. Both sides. Doing on the wrist. Take it off. Chew on the wrist. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just made me think of cream corn. All of a sudden. Oh. Now we're all having horrible flashbacks. Yeah. Wow. Like struggle meals real. Cinematic assassin. What you got? Yeah, I wanted to ask. I, I, I feel like we mentioned it earlier. Uh, there's a lot of concept art that we don't always get to see. And I'm just curious in y'all's careers, has there ever been, I don't know, I don't know how the process works. Maybe you mm-hmm. submit like three different looks and they go with one. But you was like really secretly like leaning one way. You was like, nah, this this the fire though. Like this one right here. Like you mm-hmm. is there anything that was like you was real hype about and like this gonna be the one and then they Mike pick something else. I'll go first because Mike's story about this is way better. But yes, all the time. Um, <laughs> all the time. Um Sometimes it also gets a little political, meaning that like sometimes they'll make a choice, it comes mm-hmm. out, it doesn't do well, and they're like, you can't show this because it's obviously better. Like, like there's mm-hmm. stuff where it's just like, or it's or it's obviously just what they should have chose. Other mm-hmm. times it's just you know through the process of design and elimination, um, it gets weeded out and they pick something. I always feel like they pick the one that I like the, the least every time, every, every time. single time, every time. It's mm-hmm. hard awkward. I, this has happened to me so often that I almost mm-hmm. have to work around. And so I I literally will do, and I don't care about saying this on purpose because I'll say this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say, hey, give me, you know, a guy in a black sweatshirt, right? And I say, okay, I will give them a dude in a black sweatshirt and I'll give them what they ask for. Then mm-hmm. I give them what I want and then I give them a combination of what they want, right? 
usually after they see what they want, they're like, all right, well, you know what? Can we do another take on that? So usually they'll go, they'll end up going with the thing that's like what I want plus what they want. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do multiple designs of what I want, but in different variations, but then give them what they want again. And usually I'm just kind of finessing the hell out of I respect yeah. the 3D Call chess the you just played. It's work. So it's like, it's extra work, but sometimes when you get to see something on screen that's actually what you did and it's like your decision that you were proud of, that feels a lot better than like, I got the job done, but I don't like what I see, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just like a pride thing a little bit, but yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes it will literally, like you said, it'll be political sometimes. Um, Mike, Mike is generally like, you're going to get this black sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I won't. You're going to like get it just the way I did it, too. <laughs> right. You know what's crazy is it'll usually be the most vanilla out of all the concepts that you do. Always. Always. <laughs> it'll usually be literally the, the most plain. Because what they do is they feel like that design will read the best to everyone. So the more complex it is or the cooler, you know, to a degree, the cooler it is, the less likely it is to go through, which is just for us, we end up just saving those ideas for ourselves. You know, you mm-hmm. just end up kind of putting them back in the burner or thinking about this could have been this, but it ended up being this. So, um, you know. Y'all don't want no hot sauce. So, on so, ba- so basically, they didn't want, <laughs> they didn't want, no they didn't want to try hot sauce or fried bologna, but they said we can go with the cold sandwiches. Yeah. There, is no hot, there is no hot sauce in that bag. No, no hot sauce. None of that. Oh, none of that. Maybe Montel, what you got to ask? Well, first of all, gentlemen, I applaud what you do. Because as a lifelong blurred from the age of eight, when I realized what a comic book was, I never got to see people like myself creating the things that I loved. And I've just dreamed of this. And we're in a, we're, we're in a, and I will say this, we're in a renaissance now where we get to see gentlemen like yourself and other creators out here who are thriving, who aren't worried about trying to get something from somebody. You're making something for somebody. So with me, I always ask this question because my favorite question is the reverse time machine. If you could go back to 9, 10, 11 year old you at a point where you were frustrated because you love what you love and you can give yourself a piece of advice that kept you going and kept you pushing, what would you tell yourself? Mm. I almost got scared when you started that question because you were like, if you could go back, and I was like, we're black, we don't go yeah. back. We don't, yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play them games here. <laughs> I got real nervous and I was like, okay, cool. Yes. Um, um, I kind of figured you'd feel all set up because I saw your face like, the hell is he going to ask? I was like, I go, back, <laughs> go back where? <laughs> um, I, I think um, I think that when I when I think about this question, often I would tell myself, um, I think I would have tried to give myself a little earlier. I remember being younger and my mom asking me why I didn't draw black characters. And that was a big, big eye opener for me, not realizing mm-hmm. that I wasn't even doing it. I was just drawing what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I could go back and catch myself even earlier and start that process because I probably was like maybe in like middle school at that point or like ele- like elementary school going into middle school. And I wish I would have caught it earlier so I could have expanded my brain to draw what I wanted to see faster. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like that indoctrination is real, like in terms of like drawing what you see, being inspired by what you see. Um, and then you grow up with this knowledge like everybody gets excited about things that they grew up with. That's just human nature, right? Like, so you like, you know, there's a cartoon you watch, there's a comic book you read, something. And you build your language 
off of that thing. So it could be Star Wars for some people. It's whatever it is, right? You build like everything off of that, your love for that. And your love as a child is much different. Like something you're endeared to as a child, it's like it imprints on you and it sticks, right? But somebody else could have missed that moment and it's gone. Like we took our friends before Captain EO was out of the theater, but out of mad uh disneyland before it left we took some of our friends that had never seen it and we're sitting there and we're all into it and they were just like the theater was bouncing and bouncing off beat because they added a bunch of crap to it and they're just sitting there like what is this like this is the weirdest <laughs> thing i've ever seen but we watched it when we were younger so we're like it's the coolest thing ever and it was michael jackson in his prime doing the thing and you know basically mm -hmm. turning this cool functional planet of really dark and creepy designs into gay people like it was just the funniest thing <laughs> like it's just like gay dancers right it was just super funny but i bring that up to say that you impart on that and you get really into it and i think that mm -hmm. what ends up happening is is that if that language or if that visual language doesn't include you you get excited about things that exclude you so you start saying like, oh, you know, I ask kids often, I say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little exercise. We've got a little kid that's going on an adventure. What does he look like? Or what does she look like? Mm -hmm. And they'll usually draw the same type of character, right? And then you say, okay, what's the little best friend look like? And they'll usually draw like a pudgy little redhead kid with, you know, like a bag of chips or something. Like it's a character type that we're all used to seeing. Now, granted, you're endeared to it because that's what you grew up seeing. But I'm like, hey, how about a little Asian girl with dreads? Or how about, you know, like, I'm like, let's try something else. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's like forcing it out. So I wish I could have, that's a long answer, but I wish I could have told myself to do that earlier so I could have honed that skill earlier and put that mm -hmm. out onto the world faster. Like more. You say it's a long answer, but it's an amazing answer. It's like definitely that. an amazing mm -hmm. answer. It's an amazing answer. I, I find that, let's get to this though. Whom are your influences? What, what enticed you to say, you know what? besides wanting to see myself or someone who looks like me mm -hmm. in this medium, who were the influences that you followed? you like, whose art did you follow? Like, who, you know, through comic books, through animation, like, who did you say, man, I like this style. You know, I wanted to try to touch on that a little bit. Um, for me, Gustav Klimt and Yoshitaka Anamo. It's like funny because though I'm working in a different medium, right, for like entertainment and film, um, those influences are very present in my work if someone's able to break it down. Um, I really like admire their work and also their work ethic. Um, you know, Yoshitaka has been going since before I was born. Ever. I was going to say forever. Uh, <laughs> 70s at least up until still now. And it's just that longevity that I really appreciate, but also his kind of reckless abandon in his style. Um, there's there's an obvious style that he has, but his style is also very unique and he's taking a lot of chances in this work. Um, and someone like Gustav Klimt, which I could see influence um, of Gustav Klimt and Yoshitaka's work, also kind of did that. He kind of did a Picasso type of thing where he started off very academic mm -hmm. and like, oh yeah, he's really good. And he basically said, you know what, fuck this. I'm I'm tired of this. <laughs> and that's what he actually became known for. And I really admire that because I think a lot of times, um, not even just as artists, but as people, we put ourselves in this box that we think people need to see us in. And we almost live out a lot of our lives as like kind of a lie in a respect. 
And I think that when people are able to say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like being a blurred is technically that, right? It's mm-hmm. like allowing yourself to be in this box and being like, well, y'all don't have to like this, but I like it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually follow or you find your tribesmen. I kind of appreciate people and artists who can do that. Um, and, you know, they clearly appreciate themselves because they're making a lot of money off of what they, the decisions, the, the hard decisions that they've made. So, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's not to be taken literal, but sometimes even the sense of like us starting a company, right? Which is like mm-hmm. a big chance to take. Um, that was us jumping outside of the box. So, yeah. Okay, feel nice. Mine would be, I mean, Gustav Klimt is definitely there. Um, Egon Schiele um, and uh, Egon Schiele and um, Rene Grau, um, mm. fashion illustrator. Um, mm-hmm. Love all of that. I remember seeing that because it felt, I remember especially going into college and seeing more of their work. Their work, as old as it is, felt new. It felt like like mm. for the time period that they were in, it just felt like they were onto something and it always felt kind of forward thinking. Um, so I'd probably say that when I was in, in more into film and thinking about production designing and stuff like that, I was very much so a fan of Steven Spielberg. Like I grew up on those, mm-hmm. uh, those films and kind of the imagination and wonder of that time period. I think that that was probably that influenced me a lot. Just, I think, uh, I'm a perpetual kid and I constantly force the thought of imagination as being a muscle, um, and, and mm-hmm. you know, fighting all the time to not lose it, like to, to make yourself just sit in silence and think about what you can think about without outside influence. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then like kind of channeling your heroes through your work and kind of figuring out ways of, you know, kind of putting that back into the world. Um, but those, I think those are the influences that I feel like were strongest for me um, growing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, name a project, name a project that you just found extremely difficult or a project that you couldn't believe you were working on. Mm. All of them. <laughs> it's hard. Um, I'd say, I mean, I definitely, Black Panther was a big one for me. Um, just like, but it was a full circle moment for me. I tell that story often as a child actor. I stopped acting not because I wasn't getting work. I stopped because I didn't like the roles I was getting. Mm. So as a, as a teen, there we go. There we go. As a teen, I remember being very, you know, very, you know, by the power. I just remember being very like, I was aware that every every role I was being offered wasn't like me and everyone's like, it's acting. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, sure, I'll go play the gang member or the drug dealer once or twice. Why is every role I'm being offered that? Every mm-hmm. single one. Why is that the only thing that I can go audition for? So I'm like, where is my life? You know, now granted, I got teased for growing up and being the Cosby kid. So I had both parents, both my parents graduated from UCLA. You know, we were like upper middle class, like it like I didn't see, and, and my friends and my friends and my family, like that was the norm for me. So mm-hmm. I didn't understand a, like, I was like, okay, well, it is kind of corny looking back on it, being teased for having things be the right way, which is weird. <laughs> so I was like, that's corny. But then pa- past that point, I was just like, why do we have to go back to, you know, which is now highly problematic, but why do we have to go back to the Cosby show? Why is that the only show that exists where that's the norm where they have two parents, both highly successful, great kids teaching. Like, Mm -hmm. why do we have that when that's the norm? I was like, what do you guys think we do? Do you think that we like hang off the walls and eat with our feet? Like, I don't understand (laughs) why that's not on TV. So that was a big problem for me. So I stopped. 
Mm -hmm. And then I got frustrated and then I went to school to learn to draw, which is the only other thing I did in my trailer, like in between jobs and stuff, I would sit and draw. So I learned to production design. I kind of combined my love of entertainment and drawing together and I started art directing and I was doing big music videos and all of that stuff. Um, and then by the time I got to costume and did Black Panther, I remember working on Black Panther and A Wrinkle in Time at the same time. I was working mm -hmm. on both before they came out. Wow. And that's when Carter I was able, yeah. yes. So I was able to then look at my daughter, who at the time, you know, she was younger, but she also, her first president is Barack, you know, so it's like she had the Obamas, she had Ant Farm, she had all these different shows, she had Doc McStuffins, like she had all this cool stuff. She had the cool stuff, now, yeah. Right, and now she's about to get Black Panther, and then this movie about a little Black girl that goes on an adventure, and I was like, how, that was a full circle moment for me, mm -hmm. where I realized, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I finally came back to like younger Phil, who was agitated, I'm actually making a difference in this now, and that felt good. That in itself is the message that we're sending it because the fact that she came up in that time, she's surrounded by the blackness. She doesn't have the same struggle. She her mentally, she doesn't, she won't have what I had, and that's yeah. all good to know. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all really good mm -hmm. to know. What about you, Mike? Um, so I want to recount the question. The question was what a project was one of the hardest that we've worked on, right? Right, right. One of the uh, hardest project or and or one you couldn't believe you worked on. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, <laughs> for me, it was Moonlight. Um, I think because. Uh, Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to like filter my. <laughs> Like some of my shit might come out too raw, but I think um, for me it was Moon Knight, and the reason why is because I felt like it was a show and prove moment for myself. Um, never about showing and proving to other people, it's more so to myself. Where if I'm saying like I could do that, I could do that, I could do that, and then you get the chance to do it, you better show that you can do it, right? There you go. There you go. One of the big mm. was I felt like the challenge of that character. You know, it might seem like a simple character, it's a guy in a white suit. Um, but that's also very difficult. It's a guy in a white suit. But you it know? was a sharp white suit. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real challenge. And it was like, you know, trying to, for one, you know, of course, obey the Marvel law of making it look like a Marvel character, but also trying to make it kind of as dripped out as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and it was. That, that it was. A challenge. And I think, like, like I said, one of the big things is just like, being able to prove to yourself what you're capable of, right? Because I think a lot of times we kind of live life like kind of living in a safer zone and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But when you want something, you always kind of, you're putting yourself under distress all the time by trying to take on new challenges, new challenges, new challenges. Right. And if it's always easy to say I can do something, but it's hard to show you can do something. And moments where I was, and I was like, I've been seeing these Marvel guys for a long time, and I've been saying, I want to be a Marvel. I can do this. I can work. I can do that work. I want the chance to. Just give me the chance. And I got that chance, but it was not easy. Um, and also just, you know, it was a step up from where I've worked on before, like, stylistically. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as you guys see, some of the Marvel concept art is more, it's not just concept. It's also kind of illustration work. And you know, for the productions, they don't want that. Um, mm -hmm. So it was kind of a, it was a real step up moment for myself. And also, I'm mean, gonna just keep it real. I was just like, I'm black, and <laughs> I know that there's like 
a different kind of weight there too, yeah. right? Where yeah. you know, Phil and I were the ones working on those Marvel projects who represented essentially not just ourselves but our culture as well. So mm. how it is in the workplace, and you know how it is when it comes to anything. It's like somehow when black people do things, one one black person fucks up, everybody fucks up somehow. Yeah, right. You did the oh, best black person they ever met. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so it was kind of. You know that pressure, but it's not like they put that pressure on me. I put that pressure on me. So right. yeah, that was that's why that job was the hardest. Was well, the number one. So so first off, thank you because yes, we love the way that suit looked. No cap, like that's my favorite Marvel TV show. <laughs> I I'm, I swear to God, that's, that's, that's Lady <laughs> Mandalore's moon day. That, that's her moon, moon day. Day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, no cap. I tried to put on oh god, old girl's um outfit. I tried to cosplay that. I can't do it. so, but that's but that's because y'all did it so well. I can't do it. I'll be the first one to tell you, I did the Moon Knight cosplay at Dragon Con, and yeah, and Chris saw it, and everyone else saw it. and Hearing this, that y'all worked on that project, made me more proud to sport that white suit with my staff and everything. Just yo, I, I'm I'm proud. I'm, I can't I can't I can't say any more than that. That you y'all, man, come on. Nine year old me right now is just happy to see that we're doing the damn thing. We are. Mm -hmm. We are doing the damn thing with talent, with pride, with passion, and most importantly with an understanding that you're creating a legacy. It's not about the here and now. It's about the history and the future for the young people, our kids, grandkids, mm -hmm. nieces and nephews. We're going to be inspired by this. And you gentlemen, stand up round of applause all day, every day. If I see you in San Diego, lunch is on me. Trust and believe that. <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> we'll go to the tin fish across the street. We'll have lunch. Tin there fish. <laughs> See, they uh, know. Me, if you me, know, you know. Let me, let me, get, let me get pushed. Let me push this harder so I can get out there to San Diego. Good Lord. The season. The season. Jesus Christ. This, this season for me has been extra. It, it has. And I, and I, but it's, it's, I asked for it. I'm receiving it. Mm hmm. So I would just roll with it. Wash over you like the water from Lake Minnetonka. It's always room for a Chappelle quote. Uh, <laughs> I always give room. you further now. <laughs> so I, I got to ask this question. You have a third member, Aldis Hodge. How did that come about? My man. I love that dude. So Aldis, uh, I've known Al since he was like 12. Um, An interesting, interesting point about him is, uh, so I've known his family for that long. Um, he wanted to be, so we bonded actually over drawing because uh, went to his house one day and he had a sketchbook and he was infatuated with watches in the way that they work. So this is young Al, right? Mm -hmm. um, and drawing, but what he was doing was is that he would sketch them, but he would make permanent marks right away. So he was drawing too dark. So I would say, no, 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 no. So I started to say like, you gotta use this and use this pencil and that pencil and blah, blah, blah. And you gotta, so we kind of bonded over that. So then uh, 
uh, I like to, he likes to take credit, but since he's here, I'll, he isn't here. I'll say, you know, I taught Elvis everything he knows. <laughs> he tries to say he taught me how to draw and all that, uh, but he's not here to defend himself. So, uh, but I think that it was one of those things that because of that, we bonded. And then when we kind of full circle kind of came back to this idea, I've been talking to him and he was like, well, can I be involved in that? Like, I'd like to, like, he really was like a full force in like pushing us to not only do it, but he really wanted to be involved. He is now also, it's the longest standing thing I've ever seen someone do. He is a watchmaker now. He's actually getting watches made. Like he, he does the mm. whole thing. Um, his family oh, supports wow. that. His mother, his mother and his sister actually went and got their gemology licenses. So they, it's pretty crazy. They're very nice and they all support each other um so i think it's one of those things that i've seen that as a yeah, level of focus. Hard watch then what, right. I mean, what is, is live coming out and that's another, that's an, well that's another thing that just thinking about where it's a goal like i was like i remember thinking that i had never seen that i'd never seen, seen a young black person be like i'm gonna be a watchmaker like i had never mm. seen that um, and it's still even to this day right now as he's doing it he kind of sticks out because he's probably one of the only ones that's really like wanting to be a black watchmaker so there's that but i bring that up to say that he's been an artist his entire life he also does fine art he exhibits at the la art show and stuff like that so he's very uh seasoned uh uh and uh and cultured and so when he saw what we were trying to do he understood <laughs> it immediately people don't look at him as an artist he is he's an artist in every respect you know in terms of like you know multi multi-hyphenated artists painting you know all of it, um, not just an actor, as people know him. So I think that it, it was really interesting. He was in full support of this idea and wanted to make sure that it went through. Why do we not know about this? <laughs> why? Why? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, actor, great, whatever. But like, why don't we know? <laughs> that, that that commercial is coming. It's going. Yeah, it's just going to come out of left field. It's going to be like, wait a minute, what did we just watch? The more the more he's interviewed, I think, and he's done a lot of good ones now. Like, but the more he's interviewed, the more he talks about like just his loves and his passions, and people are always like, because they're like, well, they're like the actor. Why is he involved? And it's like, no, he's actually an artist and a bunch of other things. Like, he's you know, um, I think it's like he's been an artist his entire life. So I think it's one of those things where he gets us and he understands and he was down to support, um, and we were happy to have him. It's like, I think adding him in was the thing that really caveated, like it pushed us even more forward to make sure that it mm. could happen. They have something like that. Is that, is, is is that yeah, why yeah. the Hawkman outfit looks so good? <laughs> that, we, can't, we, we can't take credit for it. That's actually, um, it's it's costume designer's Curtin Bart, um, but then our friend Darnell Isom, um, he's the one that sculpted it. Darnell and his twin brother, Arthel, own an animation company, or animation studio called DR Chitagio. So they are two black twin brothers. One of them sculpts and works at Legacy Effects, which is Stan Winston's old company, right? That oh, now wow. does all of the big Marvel films. So actually Darnell sculpted Aldous' costume and ZBrush and like helped get it made. Um, Arthel lives in Japan and runs the animation studio. They are not only the first black animation studio I they're the first yeah they're the first mm. american owned animation studio in japan yeah, yeah. i was trying to get my hands on them too i know mm. about that studio oh, they are wonderful we can make that connect for you but they are they're please do. please do they're all over the place they <laughs> have all these things that they've done um but i, I love to, to pump them up just because um that's something that's a, like a caveat to the story that you wouldn't know at least in terms of like who's behind the scenes there but it's it was that was also kind of black excellence all in itself is knowing oh, yeah. that we'll, we'll, we'll connect know, after you know. the show we'll yeah yeah <laughs>
We do, we'll yeah. This is what I think is amazing because first black owned concept studio and you worked on numerous projects. Some that's already that are even unknown because even as I got the, the file footage, I'm like, oh, I watched that. I had no clue. You know, and you know, to see like you gave Supergirl pants. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> made sense to thank me. You. Thank you. Right. Also, thank you. It made sense to her too in the trailer. She's super excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so it just you know to see the work and to have the faces to attach to it and know that the faces are our own. This is what this platform is about, and you know, not too many people know that. Oh, behind the scenes, you know. Like Laren Dijonette, who's running over there, he's he's running over uh proud proud family, prouder and uh, louder and prouder, you know, and having you guys behind just about every freaking thing. You know, I you have someone that's in your camp who was just who's just done the Netflix series, My Dad is the, is a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so <laughs> congratulations, number one, because mm-hmm. you're getting your hands in all these different entities in different projects and as we've seen when we spoke about the award shows pe- people of color and creatives are being seen are being there the plat the renaissance is here mm-hmm. that that awakening everybody kept talking about on december 21st that was this Hmm. Was that when <laughs> we were supposed to get superpowers? Yeah, we were supposed that, to get superpowers. That, that, <laughs> that was the awakening. The, the, the black Dean is still taking a nap. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> black, black awakening post COVID. You know, we we yes. didn't realize that's what it was. You know, because soon after we had so many projects coming out, and so many shows, and so many movies, and mm-hmm. comics, and novels, and Shout out to the crew, the crew over at Sister Sci-Fi. They have all this stuff. Queen Jasmine over at Black Fade, you know, mm-hmm. to have these people put us on the front line and to be seen and to talk about and to show us in different aspects, different light, and to sit back. Akila Cooper, she's another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Megan is so good. Yes, it was written by a sister. You know, <laughs> it was just you know. She's a friend I would have to, she would tell me to correct you. Her name is Akela. But Akela. everyone says Akela because of Akela and the B, and she will correct yes. you. Yes. Akela. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So Akela. She heard, and if she sees it, she'd be like, why didn't you tell them what my name was? That <laughs> 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 come back to haunt you. Yeah. I like to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> you were but, supposed to did, correct them, Phil. Yeah. It's the same thing with with Aldis too. Everyone likes to call him Aldis or they make him sound like a Harry Potter character and he's like (laughs) Aldis. My goodness. Actually, that's new. I never I've never heard of that before. That makes sense. Oh yeah. And I've actually been following him. I was actually introduced to him. Uh, the first time I seen him myself was actually on an episode of Supernatural. It was actually yeah. the same season I got introduced mm-hmm. to Supernatural. So he he was on that that season. So uh, seeing POC creatives in all these different veins, you know, we we got Black Jesus now. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, I am. 
we got we got black Jesus now. So there's, there's that. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we got black Long Jesus. may he reign. Long may he reign. <laughs> we got black Jesus now. So we have so many outlets now. And we have so many platforms that such as this one, where that is my mission to showcase POC creatives who are otherwise not seen or aren't heard about or don't know about and putting them out there to say, hey, this company over here is doing this and these people over here are doing this. And, you know, we don't necessarily we're getting to the point where we don't have to. And like Phil mentioned earlier, race swap. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're coming to that stage where we're just like now we can tell the story. A wrinkle in time is a great story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, having those type of stories being put on put on Front Street so we can see it and say, hey, this is dope. I like this. I want yeah. more of this. I need more mm-hmm. of this. Like, and that's what it is. We need more of this. It's not, it's not, it becomes more of a want. You know, like when's the next one coming up? Mm-hmm. And, and when's the next when's the next project? Because that's the thing. That is that is you hit that the nail on the head. It's just the fact that, well, first and foremost, post-COVID was the second black renaissance. You see creators, you see artists, you see animators, you see we're not just the norm. I, I don't mean to say shelf and dribble, but we're more than just sports and entertainment. You're actually seeing yeah. more other things out yeah. there. So, you know, it's uh, seeing a group like seeing a collective like you guys. Seeing animators, seeing, seeing Fade, I forgot her name already. Please forgive me, Queen. I forgot your name. Queen Jasmine. Jasmine. Please forgive me. Hasmine. Hasmine. You will be flogged. I will, be <laughs> I, will, I will shun myself on the, fort, on, the, on the shelf of righteousness and I will be flogged. <laughs> right, next to, right next to Sir Brother Numsey. but no it's just but it's just it's that whole thing of like like chris said it's amazing when you see one thing and i call it the fubu method for us by us when for us by us is made it's addictive it's something that we've been like like phil you've already said earlier today um we see things that are non-poc that we have to imagine ourselves in because there wasn't an avenue or a market for us now there is. It's addictive. It's creative. We want more of it. We we crave for the next thing to come out. So that's only it. And as as Chris and many others have said, it's only going to make the non-season people a little bit angry just because that's going to be the way going forward. We're going to see a lot more Tinkerbells, a lot more Aerials. Uh, I personally, I personally can't wait to see a to to see a different retelling of a few Disney stories and even new ones actually, and even African folklore that isn't actually being talked about that also can be put out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a whole the, the it's a it's it the world is yours. That's about the best way I could put that. Not Scarface because that ended horribly, but <laughs> Nas. <laughs> well, let's go the Nas version of the world is yours. Let's go that route. This is something I do have to say about all of that too. Is often because we age out of things right to a certain Mm -hmm. degree what i've started to see too is a lot of the content that's being made unfortunately and i'm talking to everyone here is not for us it's Mm -hmm. not being made for us Mm -hmm. so we've aged out of the thing where it's like you have all these strong emotions about these things 
But, you know, they're not making that movie for you now. They're making it for kids now that are growing up in a world that is truly starting to be a lot more diverse. So mm -hmm. for them, they're not like, you know, how dare you change Peter Pan or He-Man or whoever it is. It's just like, they're just like, okay, this, it is what it is to them. Meaning like, that's why kids learn so quickly, right? Kids pick up languages, not because they're like ultra smart. They are, but they mm -hmm. pick them up because they don't have anything else to compare. If you want to, you know, eat, you have to say a certain word. Or if you want to, you know, have your shoes, you know, you say this word, like whatever language it is, they learn it in the most simplest form, which is I need to say this thing or this sound gets me this thing, right? Whereas us, we translate everything from English. So it's like, if your Mike's telling me this in African meets this or whatever, mm -hmm. My mind is saying, okay, in English, it means I have to translate and I have so much, it blocks me from being able to learn it. So I think it's one of those things that it's the same thing here. Um, it's the same thing for visuals and it's the same thing. Ultimately, as we kind of move forward, you have to kind of have that mindset where you're just saying, this isn't for me. And it mm -hmm. probably is for someone that needs it. Meaning if they start to do something and they're just like, it's like Native American superhero that's disabled and has, you know, whatever, like, or, or is of this sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. If you feel like that's forced diversity, it's probably not being made for you. But someone mm -hmm. else very much so needs to see that representation and they feel empowered and they feel and it's like that's the thing there's so much content why are you picking on this one thing that may or may not be for you because you have so many other examples it's not forced it's just for someone that maybe you don't identify with right right no fair point mm -hmm. so i think it's kind of one of those things where i think that's kind of where we are it's a good point now granted i do still want to see stuff the way i want to see it but i've realized <laughs> <laughs> you know like you go and do thunder chats you don't make them all purple i'm gonna be mad right like it's like it's kind of one of those things like but at the same time, it's like those kids will grow up and be like, this is Thundercats. You'd be like, no. And then we sound old, right? We're like, no, you young person, like you're ruining everything. You know, that's kind of the way it is. Get off my lawn. Get off, get my, off lawn. my lawn. <laughs> but you're right, though, because as, as things get more as things get more diverse, so will the storytelling. It's just the fact yes. that some people are just going to have to accept it. I mean, for example, Peter Pan and Wendy. I'm looking forward to the fact that I finally get an Assassin's Creed movie that actually I'm going to look forward to with a different name. <laughs> yes. I mean, to me, that's Assassin's Creed. I don't know what, I don't care what you say. Hopping off a horse, off a cliff, straight <laughs> down the ship, sword drawn. I'm sorry. That's Assassin's Creed to me. So immediately it's got my attention. Right. That sounds You're like awesome. a Bollywood movie. What are you talking about? without the dancing. You guys are bringing up a good point too, which is <laughs> that's the only thing that's missing from it. The musical, <laughs> the musical breakdown. I'm We broke Mike. We are going to go and we're going to get on the ship after we sing. You can slap a tiger and just keep it pushing. I'm wow. not gonna <laughs> push slap the tiger and kept it, it kept the slide going at the same time. It kept it going. <laughs> I, I want to say you bring up a good point too, is which is the content that they choose to make, right? Like I remember when they remade Clash of the Titans, I'm like, great, but you could have just done God of War. Like, Thank why mm. we already have Clash of the Titans, so like you could have taken that whole budget and given us a God of War movie, and it would have been awesome, you know. Like yeah. that's kind of like where we are. Ooh. But they gotta admit that God of War is a black man, though. Yeah, and that's I mean, what that's what it is. It wouldn't have been good because they wouldn't let that go. They get yeah. to, they get marked. Who would it have been? 
Christopher Judge. Christopher Just, Judge. I would give him that one. He's I got mean, the size. He's got Chris the voice. Pratt. He's doing also, the voice. Also, also, uh, also, uh, also, uh, also uh, Mark Spinks, uh, who's a power lifter. That dude could play Kratos. Because if you ever see who Mark Spinks is, that dude could play Kratos. Ball headed, six foot, six foot five, and all muscle. Y'all missed it. Will Snuck and Chris Pratt. Nobody heard it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Nah, Chris, yeah. nah, we, for, we for real, is Chris Pratt everything since he, he seems to be in everything. What's next for, for 9B Collective? What's next for 9B Collective? What's the next stage? Uh, I would say original IP. So we're starting to see if we can put out our own stuff. <laughs> I love this. <clears throat> you need a screen, so, right, sir? I, 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 do you guys see a, a break in the reboots anytime soon like with i'm i need original ideas i'm so sick of all okay, these so... reboots and regurgitations of of not i need something new <laughs> do yeah. y'all see anything on the horizon coming like even if i know that y'all got i know y'all i know y'all got something but do you see i'm just saying Y'all ain't got to just wink one time. I know y'all got here comes it. The, here comes the NDAs. <laughs> Good. Don't but do you see more nobody. people outside of your cipher, like, attempting and being brave enough to make new ideas? Yes. And it's happening. What's cool about what was, yeah, no, yes. What was the cool sweet. about the whole I need sweet thing? release. No. I got it. <laughs> what was cool about the whole kind of explosion during like kind of the pandemic and then after George Floyd and all that, when everyone was kind of like actually listening finally to people of color, um, mm -hmm. was there was a whole kind of thing to diversify and kind of get things going and moving in a good direction. And what happened is, is there were a lot of projects of, you know, marginalized voices that were greenlit and we'll start to see they're all being worked on since that point. So we're going to start seeing a wave of content that will come out where you will get something very specific. Like I, I tell this story and people think I'm making it up, but I, I and I wish I could remember, uh, but I know that there's like South Korean pop stars fighting, you know, monsters. It's that specific. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Or it'd be like Filipino episodic about blah, 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 or, you know, uh, African stuff, lots of African African anthologies. Mm -hmm. So we will get stuff. The bittersweet moment for me, it's just hoping it continues and that it wasn't just that wave and we'll get this like onslaught of being used to new content and then going back to reboots of whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm paid. I mean, we, we will see. We will see. I often happen. say I wish I wish we could go. Chris, way to go. Villain. I wish we could. Yes, well, I wish I wish we could get to the ideals of the '80s. The '80s, they just tried shit, right? Yeah. Like, there was like a movie about like carrying around your dead boss. There was a movie <laughs> where a mannequin came to life. There was a movie where like these teenage boys made their perfect woman. There's a movie about a guy that goes from being big to being small to being big. Like they just made things, and then at some point they were just like, no, 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 no more original ideas. Let's just do Superman forever. Let's do, <laughs> let's go back and remake Gilligan's Island or whatever. And he was like, and then they're like, the newest thing is like, let's go back and remake Gilligan's Island, but mix it, mix it with zombies. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> can we just not? Can we just? Hey, I would actually watch that though. Completely watch that. <laughs> I can't see. You know I, I can't see Gilligan negotiating with a zombie though. It just. It just. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the mannequin movie because that was a conversation that came up earlier this week and they, they were saying yeah we rewatched mannequin and oh my god and they were just like yeah the 80s was a totally different beast and it was wild a lot of marching oh you would watch that too geek by heart time i would watch that too you would watch shout out to geek by heart um i like the idea that for the next stage for 9b collectors is your own ip i love the product that you put out so far you've shocked us all because once again, once again, happy accident. We didn't know that you were involved with Peter and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Happy accident honestly, once I, again. I'd forgotten. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get to see this. I actually watched it in real time with you guys for the first time. And I was like, I worked on that. That's awesome. Look at this. You know? Blur's Eye View is breaking all types of barriers here. <laughs> Knowing that you worked on Moon Knight, and there's only two people I've seen pull off the suits, and it's been you and Hellspawn. It's been Montel and Hellspawn. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I had to ask my, when he did it, I'm like, I had to text him. I'm like, you want to tell me how you kept a clean, crisp white suit clean for eight whole hours plus? No dust, no hair, no mustard stains, none of that. It's it's called Navy training and a crazy great grandmother. That's how that (laughs) Boy, don't you mess up my tablecloth. So, Lord, I will send you to him. I just hear that line from Blazing Saddles like, get off the brother. Don't you see you're messing up his fines? That's all. (laughs) So, before we get out of here, I want to give you guys the platform to uh, say where you're at. Don't worry, Will. We know where Will. <laughs> Will, like, wait, I'm not one of the people. What the hell? <laughs> so, so Mike, you, you're up first. Wait, what are we saying? Oh, you're, you're, we're doing our sign-offs. Where they, where they can find you at and everything. Oh yeah, you can find me at Blackberry Wandy on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Blackberry Wandy as well on Facebook. Um, though I never use that platform. Instagram is probably the one that you should hit me up on. Um, and then Michael Luwandi on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. This is mm-hmm. such a dope conversation. Uh mm-hmm. here we go, Phil. Go to I guess uh 9pcollective.com. Um, and then you can hit me up on Instagram at Phil P H I L underscore Boutte, B-O-U-T-T-E. Um, I believe that's what I, I think on, on Twitter, I'm at P Boutte. So P B O U T T. Um, I, I believe I, it might be the same. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> and then we also have nine B collective on IG at, at, you know, at nine B collective. Um, mm-hmm. um, yes, that's, that's the best ways to get in contact. I'm on Facebook as well, but I also hardly use it anymore. So that seems to be the, the, the going theme now it's just not popping like once that election stuff happened it was oh oh yeah yeah that's where the real migration (laughs) went away from what's what's from facebook well i'm officially stalking i mean following y'all on this (laughs) (laughs) we will definitely we need to have that 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 lunch at tin fish that'll happen oh fact it's all on yes. me. I'm saving yeah. all the. I'm all the so, so this is how it's gonna work because because Montel can can back me up on this. It seems like if I mentioned in any form, I pop up. Don't ask me how. It's 
it's not a Batman thing, but it's a Batman thing. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, it's a, you, it's a you, gift. You know my that. name gets my name gets mentioned in places, and then all of a sudden, oh, here he is. Yeah, <laughs> here I am. Montel, <laughs> Phil, we're going to connect. I'm going to connect with you after the show so we can get you some stuff it. going because I'd love to get that right. Uh, where can they find you at, my brother? Oh, Montel. See, I just to do my intro because you was quick about it, so I got to do it real quick. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blurs of all ages, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Once again, it's your frosty bearded blur to coin here with the blurs of you crew because this is where it's at, y'all. Let's go, dog. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and uh, you can find me on Instagram under Navy Montel, but you can find me on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. Oh, sorry, YouTube, TikTok, and um. To, uh, on Twitch under you can find me on those three under Road Catnip. I am trying to get the Blurticorn convos back up. And gentlemen, I would love to reach out to you. Have y'all on my show on Instagram so we can get more creatives inspired by what you're doing because what you're doing is a phenomenal thing. And I said before, yeah. I applaud you. The nine-year-old in me who got beat up uh, reading Black Panther. It's That's glad to be is. here. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad you're here too. That's the, the connections. The connections. I love Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm a budding voice actor, just like Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. I people keep thinking I'm playing when I'm saying I'm like, no, literally, I'm the villain. Like in somebody's story. I'm the <laughs> I have the voice. For it. He, you got the he is. On, he scared the crap out of me at BlurCon. He's like, Montel, shit. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? I'm only this big, man. <laughs> I had to learn to talk to people from an arm's distance. So they were like, oh, you know, because you know, our people, we our people don't get like scared and run off. We get into a fighting stand. So like, uh, yeah, Embrace me. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> you can always pull James Earl Jones with everybody, Chris. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I, I, I can't control it. It's there. It's it's just what it is. My son works. I've gone through the trouble of making you find you a very fine wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Lady Mandalore! <laughs> oh, was it right on? <laughs> sure, I'll right on in. Um, <laughs> I am a human being that can't stop laughing. Um, okay. um you can I. I am known as Lady Mandalore when I am always here at Blurred's Eye View. Um, I also go by the name of Kira Brown. If you ever want to find me on the interwebs, good luck. Um, <laughs> um, I am building a community called Roomful of Blurds. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Roomful of Blurds. You can find me on this app called Fanbase as Roomful of Blurds, where I hold a chat room every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a good time. We talk about pop culture, nerd stuff. Other stuff. Um, <laughs> oh my! Let's, let's very, very stuff. much. Um, last week was very, very spicy. Um, <laughs> Jesus can we see. Have a, but we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy. Um, Daddy. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Um, was there safe words involved? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I'm saying we talk about everything in my chat room. Nothing is off limits until somebody gets offended. Rarely does anybody get offended. Um, if you're amongst our us, then if you haven't played the dozens in your life, then well, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's no. it's we we go. We're a happy, happy set of cousins. That's it. <laughs> um, I also have a podcast um, called Child of Mandalore. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, um, Your Mother's Backyard, um, everything. Um, <laughs> talk about the history of Mandalore and its people in great detail. I even do some voices every once in a while. And you can find me on TikTok under Child of Mandalore as well. That's a lot, but I'm busy. <laughs> and season three of Mandalore is starting tomorrow. So yeah. 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 Oh, we got our hands full. <laughs> 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 All right. Cinematic it's Assassin. It is I will be watching. I tell you what you should be watching. So movies, TV reviews, silly skits and talking shit. If that sounds good to you, you can find me at mayhem media that's m-a-y-e-h-e-m media um and as i always like to sign out mental health is important so go ahead and take that pto and if no one's told you today i know you're doing your best your best is good enough so lean into that and spread a little love along the way right on yes black spartan you want to tell them what pto really means prepare the others there we go. The well, we ain't gonna make it. Prepare the others. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, oh, wow. I'm doing so much laughing. I messed my own voice up. I am Black Spartan. I also know as Black Fox 447 on all socials. You can definitely follow me on mostly everything. I do uh, write reviews on everything that I watch, that I play, that I read, that I watch. It's almost like I don't have sleep anymore, but hey, what's sleep? Um, I do have a couple of podcasts of my own. I do have a uh, weekly political podcast called How the Frack Got Here that is on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch every Wednesday and Saturday. I also have a video game podcast with my co-host Joe Tonello called Gibbet Podcast. It comes on every Friday, also on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Also, I am uh, one of the writers for Blurred's Eye View website uh, for wrestling. Why? Because wrestling is real and people are fake. Shout out to shout out to Mr. Candy for that one. I can't take credit for it, but it's so effing true. Um, <laughs> aside from that, guys, um, uh, I uh, am a very social person, so I just have one rule when you're talking to me. Um, be nice. I am a petty person. If you're paid to me, I'll be paid to you. But if you're nice to me, I will be exceptionally nice to you. Um, also, guys, I'd say this uh, at the beginning of this year because 2023 needs to be different. Um, there is no competition. Um, mm. We are all in different lanes. We are all on different goals. We are all on different schedules. If one person gets their goal before you, Please, oh please, don't be salty. Please don't be salty. Congratulate. Congratulate the person that actually makes it before you because you know why? Your time is coming as well. At the same time, I am rooting for you. I am cheering for you. I will share. I will post. I will put things that put things to help you out because why? We need to be a group of helping folks, helping folks forward, not holding them back taking the hinges off doors and not having doors alone, but open avenues for everybody to travel through. That's what we need to be doing, aside from the fact of supporting each other, unifying each other, and hey, it is completely okay to be a blurred or a nerd. So that being said, don't be a dick and we all be cool. 
Peace. Don't be a Nazi. All right, everybody. <laughs> bar is set Before, very low. But it, this, this was bar. This was the bar is set super low. <laughs> uh, Bernard and Shakira wow. Gatling, they both said you should do a Malkia movie. Mm-hmm. That should be done. That is a, yep. a definitely a definite story. Our very own Will, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Black Spartan has checked it out. He's read it. He's loved it. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's praised it. This is one of these things where you see a black female in a uh, very good place in being a very prominent person. So check that out. You want to go check them out. Uh, first off, I want to thank our guests of 9B Collective, Phil Butte and Mike U- Michael Uwande. Thank you for t- coming in. Thank you for tuning in for this. Uh, let me give you this real quick before I do my sign off because mm. it's, it's so necessary. <laughs> so necessary. I'm serious about mine. I'm so sincere. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But if this is your first time watching and tuning in, thank you. You can also follow Blurred's Eye View on IG. Just go to Blurred's Eye View right there. And it will put you in the link tree that's in the bio, which leads you to all the fantastic places where you can find us. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, including opulence radio completely free download the app you can listen to past episodes including this one all day long you can check us out on apple google spotify you name it we're probably there we should be there talk to your local sponsors uh you can also catch us on facebook blurs i view podcast all caps uh old page shutting that down in a little, in a little bit anyway but that's whatever uh you can also catch us on twitch Blurs have you one, so go check us out over there. But until then, I am your dutiful host with this beautiful cast of people. Thank you guys from 9B Collective for coming in. This was such a dope, 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 dope conversation. I couldn't be more, more enthused and happy to have you get this. This is the episode. This episode is bars. All the sexy people over here. All the sexy people. This episode is definitely bars. Uh, I will be connecting with you guys after the show because uh, look, <laughs> Kira's doing everything. <laughs> she, I, I love. Why is Kira posing? Is it Rage Daddy, Moon Daddy, Aqua Pop, Water Daddy, Time Daddy? We have discussed this. Kira is Kira is an avatar. We've already discussed this. Thanos <laughs> ain't got shit on Kira. What in That's Barnes what we're and saying. Noble are you doing, young lady? What, what in the Barnes and Noble but are you doing? Tune in <laughs> next to wait. No, I'm sorry. Next, not this. Tune in Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. We're back, we're back Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitch handle Blurs Have You One. You can catch us every Thursday at 9 p.m. and every Tuesdays at 8:30 p.m. Same channels. If you miss us. Listen to us, listen to this episode first thing tomorrow morning after eight o'clock and piss your boss off while you sit back, get some into get some some knowledge and laugh at the same time. And if they wondering why, PTO. Uh <laughs> don't say PTO, just say prepare the others. Let them figure out the rest. Let them figure out the rest. That's what oh I'm saying. My God. Prepare the others. How's the morning? PTO. Oh <laughs> she getting ready for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday's conversation. conversation gonna be lit. It's gonna be mm-hmm. lit. I gotta I gotta dive in on that one. Uh, until then, I want to thank my guests, uh, 9B Collective. Once again, this has been a great episode. Uh, we are looking forward to all the works. I'm looking forward to seeing if there's going to be a concept art book dropped from you guys, like a mm-hmm. like just of all the work you've done. I'd like a signed copy. 
<laughs> she got right in and there. She's like, and if 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 Montel says this 10 fish is all of that, then just say my name. I'll oh, eventually facts. pop up. <laughs> I'll, I'll pop facts. up some kind of way. Don't ask me how the 10 fish will be fire watching all the people going to the convention center and just like, you know, you shouldn't be going in there. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's not like my type of party then. Uh, <laughs> But until then, tune in. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all those who out there are watching and listening. Uh, until then, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. This is Chris Fury with this entire dope crew. Boom. And we are out of here. <laughs>